pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back to your Kinetic Blade podcast for manifesting your most abundant life. I'm so glad to have all of you back with us again today. And if you'd like to receive an occasional encouraging text message from myself, text the word KINETIC to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website, and you can follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon, and then make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you do not miss one single episode. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello. There's so much to subscribe to. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You look just marvelous today, oh, and it's so. snowing. I know. I like your sweater. You look, uh, you oh, look cozy. Do you, you like this, really? Snug as a bug. Did you see it, uh, the, the back of it? And, and the... <laughs> yes, I've seen it today. Oh, you <laughs> I've like? Seen, I've yeah. seen you. It's snowing, Maggie. <laughs> I know. I know. It's pouring snow, you and know, it's been going for a while. We're up in Colorado, and we decided to stay here through the month of October just in hopes that we would get a good snowfall. Bingo. We did it. <laughs> Bingo. Nailed it. Down it's, to the last day. We leave tomorrow. I know. And I'm excited, but sad. It's bittersweet. You know, I mean, it's it's a mix of emotions. We've had such a great time here. It's, But it's, isn't it, it's always a journey. Yes. You keep on keeping on. Yes, and yes. Um, the fireplace, what a day for hot chocolate and the crackling, popping sound of the fire. Are we going to go play in the snow or just watch it? Oh, I think so. I think we should at least build a snowman or I something. Want, yeah, I wanted to go snowshoeing, but I think you need it to be about a knee deep. And yeah, I, to make sure that you're not passed by people not wearing snowshoes. Or kicking up sparks on the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> make sure there's enough snow for snowshoeing. How are you today, I'm doing marvelously well. Are you... Are you excited to be back podcasting? Does it feel like a long time to you between podcasts? Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah. does. But, you know, again, having our conversations every day without mics, which we've said we should turn on some microphones, <laughs> it kind of keeps keeps yeah. the uh, the axle greased. I have to say, when we're, when we're just having our normal conversations over coffee in the morning, it's not being recorded. I, I do. I'm a little more frivolous. With my words, I have to say, because <laughs> on the podcast you're mindful. You know, you wanna you wanna make sure you're you're helping everyone and making it enjoyable. And I'm not sure I do that. <laughs> when sure, we're you talking. Did. sure you do. That's did. not really fair to you, is it? That's a terrible thing to say. No, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm with you. I, I'm but a terrible I get conversationalist. You. I get you. you know. I'm I'm listening between what you say. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thinking while you're talking. Yes, you know me. You speak, Maggie. <laughs> you understand right. my intentions. You know, I just what I just realized while what? you were talking i was thinking well thank you um, <laughs> for your divided attention kidding. but we didn't take photos of our e-bikes yesterday when we shipped them oh my goodness i'm not surprised it though it felt a tad chaotic shipping those e-bikes they're almost like um motorcycles i mean they're not little tiny bikes you don't want to pedal it if the battery runs out of juice <laughs> no. they are that heavy no you do not well but that's just, okay They'll, that is okay they will get there yeah. we we're headed to, to we're, we're going to charleston south carolina mm. and so we've sent so our excited. bikes on and we'll be there for yeah. a few weeks getting ready for a concert coming up on what is the date december 19th December the 19th, in Charleston, doing South a, Carolina. a concert, a Christmas concert. You guys, if you go anywhere in that region or area, um, mm -hmm. I hope you can make it because we will be there yes. in downtown Charleston. And you can find that just by going to stephencanyon.com and go to the events page and tickets are right there. 
And yeah, I hope to see some KBs there. That would be a blast. And it's actually the performance is by Candlelight Orchestra, which you have put together, Steve. Mm. Well, I'm just excited to be back again today podcasting. <laughs> I we're we're going to see a lot of KBs at the concert, yes. I am sure. Well, speaking of so, KBs that we want to yes. see, we have heard from Karen. Hey, Karen, thanks for sending in a question. She says, hi, I'm Karen from London. And I've heard you say that it's important to ask questions if you want to attract new things into your life. Can you give me an example? Great question. To ask yes. questions is how we learn, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, the best place to begin is asking questions of yourself, Karen, and obviously you're picking up on that because of the question you sent in. <laughs> questions are fundamental to expanding our lives. They are formed by our curiosities, and they act as permission slips, really, to, to ourselves to go ahead and explore. Because until you're willing to ask the question, you're not willing to receive an answer or direction. Mm, that's good. And wow. anybody that's looking for direction, you've got to be open for correction. Mm. And you know, I, I've been teaching the power of kinetic belief since 1998. <laughs> and... I got to tell you that what I know, not only from personal experience, but from having the privilege to work with thousands of others over the last 20 years, is that when, when you're free to explore beyond what you've been told to believe, you become truly free from old restraints. Mm. Most people who identify with being a KB, a kinetic believer, they go on to experience an ego-free consciousness that they call, uh, it's called an awakening. And energy levels shoot up. <laughs> we receive so many letters, Maggie, describe, people describing how the tools of thought guidance, uh, uh, working in their journals, has created miracles in their lives. Mm -hmm. And at first, you and I were discussing, in fact, just the other day, how those letters that have been sent to us could be make great endorsements really for helping us to market the guided journal for example but <laughs> yes. but they're just so much more than that and they were their insights from people who have learned to turn the struggles and to turn the suffering of their lives into navigational attack points mm. like points on a compass and so they want to share the revelation that they're receiving. I mean, when miracles begin to show up in your life, it's hardly possible to keep it to yourself. you got to tell somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And kinetic believers are not only experiencing themselves as the observer of their own thoughts and the chooser of their own beliefs, but they're transcending into higher consciousness on the spiritual experience of the cosmic source of oneness. What a wonderful theme, a powerful theme that you've just taken us through, a willingness to explore new ideas. And that really spoke to me because I know that before kinetic belief, instead of exploring new territory, I was really using uh, that energy to to bear up under the narratives that I already had, that I that were already established in my mind. So I was actually always constantly pushing against, against change and new ideas. So, you know, the way that you're describing this, this posturing of, of willingness to explore, it feels, well, very freeing and, and powerful. That is a great way of putting it, Maggie. You, you take the energy that you have when you are ensconced in egoic attitudes to bear up under your own personal narratives. And it takes strength, and it's a, a, 
And, and it's, mm. it really does drain you of it your does. virtue, doesn't it? Yes, to try to, yeah. you're, you're a survivalist, mm. trying to get, <laughs> get from one point to the next. <laughs> Isn't that true? Emptying yourself. <laughs> yes. Recently, after just a couple of passes through the 100-Day Guided Manifesting Journal, we had a KB that said he's having a hard time describing all of the, the positive changes that have taken place in his life and how journaling is shaping his, quote, beautiful life experiences. And he said that he's fallen in love with his present moment self mm. and that the wisdom of his genius of purpose is now flowing through him. And that's what's powerful. It's like a well of, of fresh water coming up from within, flowing through you, and you can sense it. And the vast majority of cabies awaken to evolve into higher, wiser, more peaceful people. And the experience begins when they are learning to ask the right questions and be open to the correct responses and correction. What happens is, as they go on this journey of self-exploration, they're gaining confidence in their abilities to create from within. And they feel secure. And some of them, for the first time in their lives, they can make decisions, for example, without encountering guilt and without and having doubts. And they learn to align their kinetic beliefs and their actions that they're taking in their lives mm. with their imaginations. And so they're becoming appreciative of life. And many, many people are becoming just tremendously successful as a result. I have to say, I really relate to that. KB telling us that, that he's having trouble even finding the words to describe how wonderful life has become. I mean, I mean, we, we're not all like you, Steve. You know, you have this uncanny ability to to communicate your the depth of feeling, the depth of experience that you're having. But, you know, whenever I'm asked about kinetic belief, I just think... Well, life wasn't so good, and now it's great, and that's about it. Life wasn't good, now. You don't really, no, really have to communicate these things. Just enjoy would, it. But I do. I have to say, that is one thing that, that you have that I wish I had. I wish I had that gift of being able to communicate fully um, the experience, the feeling. Well, you know, most of communication is nonverbal, and mm. you do a great job of the nonverbal stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> All those and, faces. <laughs> that, <laughs> I get it. She, she's, she's got some great thinking going on. That's everybody. A, that's hilarious. But no, I, want to tell, I want to tell all of you something, it, just to let you know that the power of kinetic belief to release your genius of purpose, to attract and manifest your best life, it's universal. It is, it's for everyone, and it's for each and every single beautiful person to awaken to, to become the unfolding of their original genius, mm-hmm. to abundantly succeed. And to flourish and to prosper. Mm. For the past 20 years, I've taken the message of awakening through the power of kinetic belief to tens of thousands of children and their families who live in generational poverty throughout the Appalachian Mountains. You and I have been on this journey together for over a decade. And we've had the privilege, and I've had the privilege of teaching the same message of awakening to the Blackfeet Native Americans in Montana who were deeply, deeply hurting, mm. collectively scared um, and, and frightened by, by life and death at an early age, mm. scarred by history. And the same message now 
of awakening to higher consciousness to the Navajo in New Mexico, the Arapaho and the Shoshone on the Wind River Reservation out in Wyoming. But the point is, is that the result is the result is always the same, regardless of whether or not you are uh, in uh, poverty in Appalachia, in the Appalachian Mountains or on a Native American reservation, or if you are in an uh, ivory tower in New York City, mm-hmm. by living aligned with your present moment, by aligning your life with the universal mind of God, which is the abundant life, your life will take you on a journey of plenty. And if you don't awaken to higher consciousness— if you're not willing to do the new thing, your ego will just it'll just gladly take over to strengthen your false sense of self. Wow, that was such a beautiful, beautiful time that I know you had, and then I joined you for some of it throughout the Appalachian Mountains. So, so powerful. Well, th- the point of it is, again, that higher consciousness is not a respecter of persons. Every single person has a unique genius of purpose, and it's accessible to everyone and it's within everybody mm. and the separate the separate will is concerned with the thinking me the reasoning i it's the egoic way of identifying with judgments and the the empirical world that you see around you but now there's a divine consciousness within every single person the one consciousness there is an evolutionary impulse a guiding light that causes every Everybody that's willing to flourish, to be healthy, to become fully furnished in the abundance of wealth, to be optimistically happy and overflowing with an abundance of joy. Mm -hmm. Higher consciousness is the very thing that awakens your authentic genius of purpose and a delightful sense of curiosity. I think it's fascinating um, how everything that you're telling us today is totally based off of of identifying because you're bringing us back to what are we identifying with and not just that, but you're taking us a step further and, and having us consider where are these questions that we're asking? Where are they even coming from and how are we identifying to even pose those questions? Ah, the questions, you know, they're, they're vital to our success and the results are universally positively overwhelming to the negative egoic nature of humanity. Only Mm -hmm. when humanity humbles itself enough to begin to ask the correct questions to seek answers that go beyond what's already been experienced. People who've lived in generational poverty that have known nothing other than a depressed state of mind and circumstances begin to flourish, to become socially interested in one another. Mm. And the desires, for example, of addictions just vanish when they begin transcending the lower state of being. Regardless of where I would go um, in, in doing our work in the uh, the Appalachian Mountains, the coal mine towns of Harlan, Kentucky, Beckley, West Virginia, Blue Ridge, Virginia, the Mountain City, Tennessee, Jonesville, Virginia, where we spent so much time, the reservations in Montana and Wyoming, New Mexico, Arizona, the results are always the same. The essence of life flourishes every single within every single living human 
beautiful being to become healthy and to attract insightful wisdom from higher consciousness to awaken their genius of purpose, which is to become the priceless one-of-a-kind facet of the Creator that's filled with light mm-hmm. and filled with, filled up with love for all others to see. What a beautiful concept, this idea. It's almost like um, the Midas touch. Uh, you know, any time that, that this higher source and that we're operating from it, it's as if everything that we touch, it just... It just flour like I love that word flourish. It's going to flourish. It's going to grow. And flourish makes me think of effortless. You know, some I I knew a wonderful, sweet older lady. I lived near her, and she had this beautiful garden. And she didn't even spend that much time in it. And it's almost like it was just her her green thumb, I guess you could call it. But everything that she touched there would flourish, you know, seemingly effortlessly. And as kinetic believers, we have that ability to Mm -hmm. to manifest that not just into our own Mm -hmm. lives, but into everybody that's in in our sphere of influence. That is so true. Something transformational always happens when you hear instructions from higher consciousness. Mm. Words do not come back void. There's a substance to words. Words are things, and the substance of wisdom literally changes you. It awakens you to more of your spiritual DNA. Mm. Thought forms, like you're talking about, when they become you, they're transformational. And it changes not only you, but it changes your environment and everything you put your hands to. Positive energy changes your life. Positive energy changes your sphere of influence. Positive energy changes the space that you are living within. And as a result, people awaken and they're ready to deliberately participate in creation. Mm-hmm. A, a good friend of yours sings and travels the world performing with Yanni. Yes. And you guys were talking just the other day about touring the States by bus, which <laughs> she just finished uh, Well, right before the pandemic. She right. spent quite a bit of time on a bus. But, and just because they had so many concerts here in the States, and they were just back to back. But even as grueling as travel like that can be, you noticed, you told me how incredibly positive she was, filled with the energy of light and love. Yes. And because of that, and she has, you were saying, this authentic personality of a, uh, how did you say, a Disney princess? <laughs> yes. Even though the circumstances <laughs> yes. of grueling travel had been upon her and was more than enough to complain about mm-hmm. and to negatively identify with. But she was passing through life, all these life experiences on that bus and flying around the world, playing now to audiences of 30,000 people because she continually to deliberately choose her beliefs mm. and which give and to give those beliefs the kinetic energy to manifest her dreams, which she is uh, experiencing right now. And she really does have that powerful personality. And I love, I always love talking to her because she makes it so easy. It's like it's this flourish thing that you were just saying. When you, Whenever I communicate with her, she makes it very easy to feel buoyant and uplifted and energized. And I think it's interesting that you pointed out that she had opportunity. So she had a what could be contrived as a negative opportunity to complain or to be, you know, mindful of being in a cramped bus, etc. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because immediately what popped into my head is someone that you and I knew that re- that they bought with cash an $80,000 truck. Mm-hmm. And all that we heard after this buying this truck was uh, complaining. I mean, no opportunity to complain, no reason to complain. Mm-hmm. But I think you're you're right. It, it points to that spirit that we carry with us and those choices that we're making. What happened? What happened to the truck? Um, it's gone. What happened? It was crashed. 
Brecht. Yeah. You know, look, I, I don't have to tell you this. For you, all you KBs that are listening today that, that are not new to this podcast or new to the power of kinetic belief, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Sometimes when I meet one of you guys and we shake hands, for example, you're just reluctant to let go of my hand. <laughs> and I can see it in your eyes with a fully awakened look that asks the question, what should I do now? Mm. The question, what should I do now? I'm a KB. My life is marvelous. And, and I can't explain <laughs> it like you do, like Maggie's saying I do. And the look, I got the look. I'm communicating with the way I look, but I just can't tell other people what it is that's happened to my life. Mm-hmm. Is there something in the world that needs to be done that seems to be a universal communicated question that so many KBs have? They'll say things like, Stephen, I just need to release the love. I gotta let this light go somewhere <laughs> that's within the love. me. Yes. I've got too much to keep for myself. Mm-hmm. And you see, that's what happens with an abundance of that flow. It it has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to go somewhere. Or it's no longer flowing. You know, I have always found that desire to give, to make a difference in the world, a fascinating part of, of our existence. The ego would have you to believe that it should be enough to just return to the peace and calm of your own center and to to hum and to just be and just watch the world go by, appreciating all things, understanding all from beyond it all. But the inclination for one who is awakened is that there's something more that needs to be done. Mm. You know, that's what has kept people holding my my hand when I meet them <laughs> and not letting go and wonder and, and they're just w- wandering into my eyes and, and they're asking the question, what do we do now? Mm. Now that we've found the answers that we're seeking collectively, individually, and now that we have the lens for higher consciousness, what do we do with it? Where do we go from here? How can we do this together? And, and, and in the past, we just kept ourselves unconscious by not knowing what to do with consciousness. But now we know what to do. Well, you're totally nailing the personality of a kinetic believer because we're people of action. We love meditating on these truths. We love receiving them, getting revelation knowledge. But it, it starts to get a little pent up, right? I mean, the more truth we receive, the more joy that we that we manifest into ourselves and into our lives, you're, it has to go somewhere. Well, the unction of wisdom. Wisdom has revealed through one love a collective directive for all those that are awakened. Mm. And so back to the question that came in today, the question, what should I do? Um, what kind of question should I ask? Is a question, form the question, ask yourself, what should I do now? And let it rise up from within. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be revealing uh, it's going to present a more revealing question of, is there something more that you would like to do? Mm. Because when you pose a question with enough authenticity, enough sincerity, and you, when you're willing to receive the answer, the universe will find a way to answer you. Is there something more that you would like to do? Remember that the collective consciousness is not in your genius, your genius is in the collective consciousness. And that's easy to forget in wow. the, the pride of ego. It's not enough to just create for yourself. You see, there is a point where personal transformation turns from self-examination over into social participation. Mm. 
The collective consciousness is not in your genius. Your genius is in the collective consciousness. So KBs are evolving, you see, beyond self-examination. And it's universal. And, and it's marvelous to watch this happening. They're just making it through uh, the labyrinth of the illusory by awakening beyond the empirical world. And they're, they are aware of being presently in the world while observing the world. You know, you're really helping me today to, to understand the, the connection between the, the self, the collective, and, and how not, and also the physical. So I think many times we can, you and I, I've even joked with you, like, uh, am I, am I enlightened yet? You know, am I there yet? <laughs> Can we, do we need to keep doing this? Because <laughs> I think I've arrived. I'm fine. Um, Am I enlightened enough? Right, exactly. <laughs> it is good enough. And But it's it's sort of funny because I think sometimes the reason we can get a, a little enlightenment fatigue is because we're not tethering it properly to the physical, to the collective. We don't understand how to express that in a, in a way that's manifesting properly. And I can, I can feel right now that you're helping us piece all of that together because that's a whole other level of, of satisfaction and mm-hmm. fulfillment in this process. Well, the pro- that is the process of awakening is, is an enlightenment that's mm-hmm. becoming you. Um, enlightenment is something that happens to you and is part of the awakening process. If you have awakened wow. to manifest the ability to create a civilization that is more peaceful, that is wiser, that's more loving and of a higher viewpoint than what's being suffered presently, then it's no longer enough just to walk in the woods and notice the reflections on a pond mm-hmm. and to, to enjoy the moss on a tree. There's there's more now. So today, today... <laughs> to enjoy the moss on a I enjoy tree. the moss on a tree. I'll be back and, in an hour. <laughs> right. I mean, as important as that is, there is more. There's more yes. to all of that. Yes. And the, the leaves, when they're turning, all this stuff is mm-hmm. beautiful and it's important, but there's more. Mm-hmm. So today... When an awakened KB gives me that questioning look, I say to them, you know, I'm contributing to the manifestation of an enlightened world. Would you like to join me? Would you like to come (laughs) along and partner with us to do this very thing? And and absolutely, would they ever? It's a longing that comes from within. You don't have to stir this up within yourself. You got it. And it's overflowing. Now, it has to go somewhere. And I don't need to tell you that. There's a hunger and a thirst to allow the goodness of creation, the goodness of God, the Creator, to flow through you and to those around you, even if you don't know what to say. We've got to share it, right? Yes. You know, it's this awakening, Maggie, to a broader responsibility. That's why our awakening retreats coming up this year in 2022 oh my are, word. That are sounds insane. it's hard to say, <laughs> but that's what it is. And that's why <laughs> these awakening retreats are always more than anyone expected when they go to them. Not only are they just these beautiful experiences of a collaborative celebration where we're all coming together to allow the energetics of positivity to flow through us, but they release people from those negative strongholds they've been carrying with them. And you're right. Everything is always so, I mean, it's, you anticipate, 
anticipate the power of the event, but you're, it, you can never anticipate what's actually going to happen there because every single one is always so different and so impactful, but in a, in a new and in a fresh direction. It's new and fresh because you never arrive at it. I think that's why mm-hmm. the KB Awakening keeps growing. Yes. It's going somewhere. It's creating relationships that are just free of hidden obligations, free of negative belief systems, free of guilt trips and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you look at a successful kinetic believer, the very first thing that you'll notice is that they are compassionate and they are authentically living their lives. There are no fakes. Actually, you can't fake this. It's the real McCoy. What is that? Is Who, who's the, McCoy? The real, but it's the real McCoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> even, even though most people, most people, in, in t- if they're not a KB and they're not exposed to this, most people try to fake it, mm-hmm. and we all know them. And, and you can ask somebody that's faking their best life, uh, "How are you doing today?" And they'll just respond, "Oh, I'm doing just fine, Steve." But you can just see it on them. You can see that they. They're wearing it, and they're hurting, and they're sad, and they don't know what to do about it. Look, if you have a problem, wisdom for the solution can be manifested. If you are without something that you desire in your life, the universe is just waiting for you to adhere to and rely upon a course for living to receive it. A kinetic belief. Maybe that's where you are right now, needing to receive enlightenment about something. But you just keep on going from day to day without the insights that you need for setting the course for your most amazing adventure. One thing that you need to know is this. God has not gone silent on you. The voice of your wisdom, the voice of wisdom for your life, for your genius of purpose, It is within you, and the universe contains the infinite wisdom of you, and it's not hidden from you, it's hidden for you. When you are not hearing from the voice of light, something is blocking the way, something is clearing the, and and, and clearing the path of wisdom now is going to be vital for you to hear what is being sent out as an instruction for you. The answer to living a life of purpose and one of celebration is hearing from your creator and then doing what you are enlightened to do. You know, you just mentioned that if we're not hearing from that internal higher source of wisdom, that there is obviously something blocking it. And what is our first step to discovering that blockage so we can get rid of it and fix that connection? Um, I know that in the past you've even mentioned, you know, checking uh, love, unconditional love as a first step. Mm. Is there something that we we can just ping off of and and keep tucked away so that when that happens, when that communication is, it, we feel like it's been sort of severed, um, where can we go first? Well, you know, I think that this kind of brings us back to, uh, let's let's just examine some questions that we can ask ourselves, because it may mm-hmm. be uh, the the love walk that we are we're at, one, at one point in our lives determined to be in, and somehow that we're no longer, we don't care about anybody don't even love ourselves anymore. It could be that. So we're right back to knowing what kind of questions to ask because Mm -hmm. there is no reason to go year after year or even month after month without receiving unctions from your genius of purpose on a particular matter. And if you've been stuck in the same place, it's time to consider asking some questions of your higher consciousness, which always responds when asked. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that I ask myself 
is, do I really believe I will hear the voice of wisdom? The voice of love, like you're saying, and the voice of light. Do I really believe that I'm going to get this unction from within? Because I know that if I will seek the knowledge of my purpose with an intensity of gratitude for the answer, enlightenment will well up from within me to the point of overflowing my mm. sense of, of, of cognitive awareness with the most amazing, fantastic aha moments. It just comes from, from within. How powerful to take a moment before even asking the question. And you're telling us to take a moment and, and acknowledge that we are believers, acknowledge that we believe that we can hear from mm. higher source in the first place. Um, this, this seems obvious, but it's so not obvious at all, especially in the moment, because when you're stuck, like you, you just described being stuck, and when you're in those situations in life or those seasons in life, um, you, can be, you can feel very disoriented, and it's really easy to forget even the most fundamental things that we've learned about kinetic beliefs. So starting at the beginning to acknowledge that we're a believer, posturing ourselves before asking the question is, um, wow, I'm going to write it down and stick it in my pocket <laughs> because I need it. Well, because if you don't believe it, you're not going to expect it. Yes. If you don't expect it, you're not going to recognize it when it shows up. Wow. Because you may be, you may be trying to figure out what to do. And you may be talking to your best friend about it, and you may even be complaining about it with a sense that, you know what, if I'll just complain enough, if I will let everybody else know how miserable I am, how hard my life is, how special I am, because my life is so much harder than everybody else, then I'm going to get what I want, mm -hmm. which is relief from the problem. But if you don't really, and if you don't truly believe that you'll hear from unctions of your inner being, you won't. Not with any clarity anyway. You won't understand it when you do get it. The unction, if it shows up when you're not expecting it, when you don't believe it, it will be twisted with all kinds of reasonings, with all kinds of doubts and worry and fear. Perhaps you've convinced yourself that you've got no choice. There's nothing you can do about whatever situation you're in, that you're stuck with no options. I don't know what to do. I don't have the wisdom for this or insight, and I've got no place to turn. Look, regardless of what you may be dealing with right now, the good news is you are never, ever without the wisdom of inner guidance, the voice of life, the essence of enlightenment from within. But it's not going to chase you down. It's not going to just, it's not going to get the pride of ego, um, which is doubt or worry, or I don't need any help from anything or anybody out of the way for you. That is going to be your part in all of this. A moment ago, you mentioned the word responsibility. And I feel like you're bringing us back to that for a moment, because when we talk to other people, when we complain to other people, it's almost like a little mini cry for help, as in, I wish you would fix this so I don't have to. Mm -hmm. And so... Taking responsibility, it's not just for the sake of doing the right thing. As a kinetic believer, all of this is working toward our final uh, um, elevation, our final perfection. And so when we take responsibility and when we just go in and, and taking responsibility as a manifester, when that's our first step, it's going to be the only step that we need. And so all of a sudden, responsibility becomes this huge, powerful word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, taking responsibility, you're going to ask yourself the question, now, where am I going to spend time um, mm -hmm. in, in the first steps in the process of getting the answer from wisdom for dealing with this issue? Well, yeah. Where am I going to spend my time? Because the key to gaining insight 
regarding the way out of any situation is to spend time with your vision, not in the sense that you need to meditate on the answer, not, and you're not going to spend time with, with others to try to get them to fix it for you. You spend time with your vision in, in, uh, and open yourself up to all things being possible, which is the voice of creation. When we align ourselves with that which is beyond the history of our physical experiences, the light of wisdom begins to enter in. When you just mentioned the voice of of creativity, of creation, when we are asking these questions and connecting with higher source, is, is our highest self, is that one with source in those moments? Or, or is that is it always that way? Are we always at one with source? Because, you know, highest self, highest source, how, what's, what are those connections exactly? Well, God is always within. Wisdom, higher source is always within. But when we are present-minded in ego, then we're identifying with our lower state of being. And mm-hmm. so we are deafened to the, the, the voice of wisdom because we are... Uh, receiving the noise of reasonings. Wow. And so uh, the ability to connect ourselves with oneness, with higher source, to transcend the lower state of being into higher consciousness is always present. It's always available to us. So um, it's just a matter of doing these things that we're talking about to be able to transcend that lower state of being and receive the wisdom for your genius of purpose and for living your best life. Mm. And then the second thing to ask yourself when you're faced with a situation that you just don't know what to do about is, am I relying on others to hear from the wisdom of my purpose like we're talking about? Am I going to rely on other people to hear the voice of my wisdom from within me? Wow. And a stethoscope isn't going to get you there. It takes more than that. No, because most people, so many people do rely on others. Just you need to tell me what I need to do with my life. The universe does not work on the precepts of favoritism. Another person cannot be granted with the wisdom of you. The Bible says in the book of Acts that God does not show favoritism. You see, creation is a co-equal celebration of the diversity of everyone. Look, it is so easy to want to hear a word of wisdom regarding your purpose and your direction that you should go in for continuing the journey of your life. But no one was created to be dependent on someone else's kinetic belief. A teacher, a coach, they can build you up and they can all inspire you. They can encourage and champion and celebrate you, but they cannot receive the insight that is original to your genius of purpose just for you. Do not, don't depend on someone else, someone else gaining personal insight from your creator that's meant for you. Your higher being is one with the source of you. So what we do is we construct our lives in a way that we hear from higher consciousness regarding ourselves. The universe is no respecter of persons. It does not favor one person over another. Just because one person is successfully living the life they were put on this earth to live doesn't mean they have your answers. And so the voice of your wisdom will speak to you just as much as it is available to speak to anyone else. What a powerful identity to live by. I I just love the idea that I'm going to go through my life, through my day, and I'm constantly remembering, reminding myself that, hey, I'm the final authority on me. No one knows me better than me. And and many times, and you're, ugh, that's so it, it's so easy to fall into the trap of needing to 
10 people to agree with some decision that you've made mm. to feel good about it. But how? what a watered down belief system that's going to produce. How are we ever going to manifest something if we barely believe it ourselves unless someone else is telling us to? Right. That's wow. so true. Yeah. And, and you know, something you mentioned earlier, and, and I think we would be remiss to just run past it, is that love. You, you brought up again love and how imperative it is that we remain postured in unconditional love. Because that's another question that I ask myself when when you're in the when I'm in the middle of not knowing what to do and it just shows up like that, comes out of nowhere, when I just seem to run out of ideas, the question I'll ask myself is now wait a minute, Stephen. Am I heading out the door every morning right now? Am I ready to unconditionally love everyone that I come in contact with? And in, and am I doing this in the spirit of forgiveness or not? Mm. And like we were talking about the other day, you, you learn to love your neighbor. Well, what, who is your neighbor? It's whoever's closest to you at any given point and moment throughout the day. <laughs> the energy of attraction cannot be fooled. You can't just have good intentions while doing a different, a negative thing. The energy of attraction cannot be fooled. The substance of faith does not emanate from bitterness, jealousy, strife. It does not work from a posture of anger or worry or doubt or any kind of fear. Every single one of those emotions are negative with negative consequences. And if you do not have a genuine lens of enlightenment that rises above the egoic nature of judging other people, you then are not operating in the spirit of love. And I shouldn't be just saying you, this is universal, includes me, all of us. We are not where we're (laughs) supposed to be. We are at that point point then, therefore, a victim of negative consequences. We're setting ourselves up to experience negative consequences when we complain, when we are bitter and negative about anything. And this is the law of reciprocity, Maggie. This is the law of creation. This is the law of kinetic belief, the law of attraction, and the law of love. Mm. Nothing that I can do or say outside of the law of love, it will produce favorable results in my life. How amazing is that? That the these laws and the law of reciprocity, it cannot be fooled. That is, <laughs> I love that because it's sort of forcing us into the funnel of authenticity at all times. The the culture, the world, and the negative energetics that it has, it, it likes to reward manipulation. It likes to reward fakery. But as a kinetic believer, we get to exist in this highest source where everything is true. It's, it's in its truest form. And that's thrilling, especially when you know yourself well enough that that the authentic, you know, the authentic you is how you put your best foot forward all the time. Well, you can't fake it. And even though the world has all kinds of promises that looks like it's going to be an instantaneous reward for Mm -hmm. you faking it, any kind, any kind of gain that comes outside of an authentic, unconditional love comes with sorrow and it ends in failure. Mm -hmm. But look, if you're the kind of person that has a reputation, for example, for jumping all over other people, for giving them a piece of your mind, or speaking harshly, ridiculing other people, talking negatively about others, hearing unctions of insights, and gaining wisdom and counsel for attracting the circumstances that you were put here on this earth for, on this little blue planet to experience the beauty and the wonder of, it's just going to be far more challenging for you. You cannot see the light when you're in the dark. 
Understand that you cannot refuse to give love and expect to receive the essence of the power of life from within it. All things work from the from within the, the mm. quantum physical evidence of unconditional love. This kind of love, it, it, well, it's the human's word for the presence of the free-flowing God particle that's fluxing to become evidence of things that are hoped for. You know, the way that you're describing this, too, it's I think a lot of times we're really tempted to look for a, a one-stop shop, you know, the blue pill or the red pill to fix my life. And you're really presenting all of this today as a depth of understanding about really all the different components that go into creating a multifaceted life that as spiritual beings having an earthly experience, it, it's elevating it to a level of understanding where we we have to to see all of the different facets that come together to create this beautiful picture and this beautiful life. Well, Meg, is being able to ask yourself uh, honestly these types of questions that's yeah. going to quickly reveal the answer, mm-hmm. that is going to give you the fix, the the correct, the course correction in order to get back into the flow of living your best life. Mm-hmm. And and another thing. And back to the, you know, and and this is a great question. If you have a critical spirit or if you spend time pointing out the flaws of other people to make yourself just feel superior or better or worth more than everybody else, your times of hearing from the Council of Higher Consciousness will be fewer and farther between. Mm. Actually, guidance that comes from your higher consciousness will just be when it does show up, will just be discarded as foolish thinking when you are walking around with this kind of a critical-minded spirit. And I have to say, this critical spirit that you're describing, it's very easy to hear it, to hear you say it and go, oh, that's not me. I don't say that to people. I don't talk to people like that. I'm very respectful. You know, I walk in love all the time, but a critical spirit is something that will sneak up on you and bite you. It will sneak up on you when somebody runs into you in the grocery store. Maybe you're having a, a... an emotional day and you didn't even realize it, but a critical spirit, it's because it's attached to the ego, it can just sneak up so easily. Well, we saw it just the other day down on Main Street in Breckenridge, Colorado, and there was a couple, an elderly couple sitting on a bench next to us, and you could overhear them as they were watching people walking up and down the sidewalk. You know, look at look at that one's shoes, or look at look at their blue hair. Look at that guy. Look at the skateboard over here. Look at <laughs> and just just a critical Always. condescending spirit <laughs> watching the parade of humanity going by and and I guess they're just building themselves up like we're better than all of that. Well, and I always think of that as the spirits like kids these days. Darn kids and their <laughs> right. their phones and their gadgets. Well, what's the know? matter with these kids today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but it's um and what you just said is very interesting. I love, you know, you know me, overanalyzing everything. So I like knowing the why behind all of this. And you just gave us a really interesting nugget. You said, I don't want to race by it because it's very true, and we've all experienced it. When you need that little fix, you need a little fix of feeling better about yourself. Maybe you made a mistake at work earlier that day, and so you need a boost to your ego. It's the, the quickest and the easiest way to get that. It won't last, but is to be critical and to adopt that spirit. Well, and you know, we, we laugh about this, but this is not 
it's not a laughing matter. It's not funny because a person who is prideful, that is self-centered, that is holding any kind of a grudge, that's judgmental, has a, a, a heart. They've hardened themselves into their lower state of being, and they identify competitively with other people rather than celebrating the diversity of the human spirit. And that's a dangerous, uh, horrific place to live out your life. It is a soft and it is a tender personification of a higher consciousness that hears counsel from their within their genius of purpose. Mm. So if for example, look, if you're wow. journaling a desire that you wish to attract in your life to manifest an abundance of freedom from lack, freedom from sickness, but your approach is from some kind of a grievance and you're just griping and you're complaining about how bad things are and how you somebody did you wrong. The counsel of higher consciousness, now listen to me, it'll simply be suspended in your life, and it's, it's just going to wait. It's going to wait for you because you've got the authority, you have the dominion, and it's going to wait for you to acknowledge with gratitude what the light of your purpose has already revealed to you. That you're sensing it because there is absolutely, Maggie, there is no life advancing justification for treating people disrespectfully or refusing to forgive someone who treated you poorly. Because if you don't, and this is a serious, serious matter, if you don't do this, then you're carrying the creative burden of other people's misgivings and is becoming who you are. So the power of kinetic belief is disengaged at that very moment to no effect in your life and your hopes and your desires, all of that, your dreams mean nothing. If you don't know how to love other people because of whose they are and not who they are, but because of what they represent and the divinity that is within every single human being on this planet represented by their diversity rather than their commonality. The descriptive terms that you used to to portray this for us, the hardness, the hardening of oneself versus being soft and approaching life in a soft, um, you could even say vulnerable, open way, that really spoke to me because a hardening happens over time and it's very subtle and it's it's not always the easiest thing to pick up on. And so you're, you're showing us today, answering, asking these questions, getting the right answers from highest source. It's going to keep us, I, I just love that word soft because it's, you cannot be soft and open if you have any fear that's at play or at work in your life. And so the idea that we're going through life fearlessly and with no hardening of our emotions or our inner self is, is just a beautiful picture. Yeah, if if you're journaling and there's something that seems to be hesitating and manifesting in your life, it's not showing up. If you haven't gained insight in a certain area, ask yourself, keep asking these questions. Am I established in the creative power of unconditional love and forgiveness? If not, I am telling you, do not delay. Don't rationalize. Don't wait for anybody in your life. Don't wait on cousin um, uh, Ethel to call you up and apologize. <laughs> you make a change. Ethel. You change yourself, and you do it right now. You cannot afford not to. Ask for the light of love to help you. You're not alien to that from which you came from. The wisdom of your purpose is as close as your breath. But now you've got to get the labels of life out of the way in order to be able to hear it. Start by asking, and you will be enlightened with the 
fortitude required to clear that line of negative imaginings and negative communication in order to hear unctions from higher consciousness. And another question we should ask ourselves when we don't know what to do in a situation is, am I giving every worry and every concern to the wisdom that created me. Mm. Because, look, to not do that, it's really just to believe that I was created with more wisdom than that which created me. What a, what a scary place to be. As long as we're holding on to the care of any situation, I'm telling you that it's going to be very, very difficult to gain creative wisdom. If you've already made a decision, or if you are fearful of making a wrong decision in whatever situation you're in, there's no room for inner wisdom to speak in your life because you've made your mind up. Remember that you have been given the authority to make decisions in your life. It's up to you. You have final authority. And if you tolerate fear to the universe, you've made the decision to not move forward, and you're communicating that, and you are at that very moment that you've made that decision to not move forward, you are defeated. These questions today, it's really revealing the enigma that is a kinetic believer. You know, we're supposed to to sit here and, and humble ourselves enough to say, I don't know the answer, while also simultaneously embracing the concept that the, the universe... The, the wisdom of the universe is within us. <laughs> I just think it's it's sort of hilariously beautiful that we get to have these experiences. And, you know, when you first began the podcast today, the concept of asking the questions, asking these specific questions, it, it already felt so illuminating. But I have to say, as we've moved deeper and deeper into this today, it's revealing the true genius of what you're saying a question is is not just a question anymore. It's mm. revealing so much about our state of consciousness, our ego, our intentions, the future, our heart's desires. And so being able to step back and dissect a question is is becoming greatly not just empowering, but again, you're we're we're being shown the genius of mm. what you're presenting to us Qu- today. Yeah, questions open you up, don't they? Yeah. Because we're on a journey and for a journey you need direction. Mm. And for direction you need to be open to correction. Uh, <laughs> yes. the, the, a poet and a, an acquaintance, a friend of mine, Maya Angelo, wrote, You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so that you can know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come out of it. So ask yourself, am I using my creative authority to ask for guidance? And when you ask the question, be honest with your answer. Some people have a hard time not being in control of everything all the time. And they just refuse to go into that arena. But this is, then this is going to be your greatest enemy. One way to ask for the counsel of wisdom for guidance is to recognize your thinking is separate from you. It's your ego that's attempting to find an identity to then go and attach itself to. Don't let anything cloud your thinking. Go for a nature walk. Clear your thoughts where there is nothing between you and your life force. Then notice if fear begins to creep in and and actively speak words of confidence, if it does, in order to resist it. Look within, and once you're clear, there will then be an impulse of instruction. It's like a diamond in the rough, and it'll be so illuminated, Mm. like all those sparkling gems you pick up every time we go for a walk, Maggie. (laughs) 
It's a gift. It sure is. <laughs> Just like that. There'll yes. be no need to there'll be no need to reason with that shiny thing when it comes from within. Mm. Choose the impulse from light for it contains love for you and it has precious value for you. And hold on to it. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Don't confer or counsel with anyone else about it. Hold on to it. And don't start moving forward without it. The guidance is going to be for you. And it came from the beginning of all that was begun. And it's meant for you to take and fashion your life from, from within it, from uh, within its beautiful essence. You know, everything you just said here, it, it brought all of this full circle. It brought all of this home for me. And it almost, well, it did bring a tear to my eye because I just felt such a deep sense of relief and when we participate in, in everything that you've told us today, when we when we actively apply this to our lives, we get to relax for once. We get to feel that sense of relief, that sense of freedom. When everything is functioning as it should be, we can we can truly relax while the universe is meeting us there and working on our behalf. And you know, in a, in the world where you can get so worked up and so highly stressed out, and anxiety is a real problem that people are experiencing. This is the antidote. Mm-hmm. This is the answer. Just take this this bit of information for granted. The world will oppose your purpose. It's going to oppose your purpose, okay? And your most yes. authentic gift will not find light from without. The authentic light for your development always, always comes from within. Claude Monet was the founder of French Impressionism. And Monet's paintings usually dealt with landscape scenes like yours. But while his work is now studied and it is appreciated around the world, when he was painting, it was derided by all the critics when he was first painting. And and Monet received abuse from the public and all those critics, and they just complained that his paintings were formless. Could you imagine hearing that? You're not any good. Your paintings are unfinished. And, and they said that your paintings are ugly. <laughs> That's the, how about that for an adjective? Your paintings are ugly. Well, as a result, Monet and his family endured living in poverty. Today, an average price for a Monet is over $7 million. Mm. And his beautiful landscapes, the one it's entitled Impression Sunrise, it's now studied and appreciated in art colleges around the world. Monet wasn't alone either. And you will not, none of you guys, all you KBs, you're not going to be alone in this either. The same was true with Van Gogh. It was true with Vermeer, Picasso. None of them would have continued to paint if they had sought approval from people rather than their higher creative consciousness. Mm. Take the time to journal what you're grateful for. Focus on the miracle of each thing. See it as a miracle of life, as a miracle of the essence of being. Ask the light of wisdom for the interpretation of each form of miracle that was originally intended for you to enjoy. Seeing through the lens of love draws you closer to God's presence. And the breath of higher consciousness, it won't seem so far away to you. The magnitude of the miracle of goodness and holiness becomes far more real. It's a tangible thing. It's not some whimsical idea. And you clear the way now to hear from the intimacy of its counsel. Mm -hmm. And you know something, Maggie, another question that 
we should ask ourselves, I ask myself, when we don't know what to do in a situation is, have I neglected to follow through on something I've been told? Mm, have, wow. I been, have I just let it pass by? Because the universe can be temporarily manipulated by thought contradictions. And the abstracts of uh, uh, twisted reasonings, they're destructed to our lives. And they are not rooted within the essence of life. They are the consequential illusory of a fable. And, and there are laws of nature in quantum physics, for example, that indicate the consequential response of particle matter in alignment with the belief of the one that's observing. Observation changes things. In other words, the, the movement of form is cognitively held to a directive. And if the thought form of the observer if it's not rooted in life, positively rooted in life, if you as a human being, if you're not rooted in positivity and particle entanglement, what it does is it dissipates to the de deconstruction from that, uh, what it could have been, the original intention. Mm -hmm. And so the original intention for the observer is interrupted and it's cast away to no effect. And... The Bible says, and I love this, in the book of Luke, blessed are those who hear from God and obey. And that's the blessed. That's the creative law of governing life, freedom, and the abundance of everything. What is the last thing the light of wisdom from higher consciousness told you to do concerning your situation from your genius of purpose, from your purpose for being here on this planet? Because when I say that, you know, we came into the natural with a genius of purpose for development, for living, for putting on this grand, marvelous display of light and love. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to tell you this just to make you feel good about yourself, to make you think that you're, I think you're special. No, it, you are. But I'm telling you this <laughs> because if something is missing in your life, there will always be an instruction and a course correction that's being communicated. And most of the time, there will be multiple of each one of those, but the conditioning. It's the conditioning of the ego that causes some people to not like hearing the correction that's coming from within. What a powerful question that we're meditating on. And it's making me wonder if 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 the universe has given us specific direction. We've asked for it, we've received it, and we have yet to follow through to the end with that direction. Uh, I'm assuming we can't, we won't receive the next step. Is that oh, that's accurate? correct. You're going to stay right there. And the, th the issue is, is that most people don't want to agree with the belief that there's an area they need to seek transcendence in. They don't, that they need course correction in. Mm. But it's for manifesting your best life to follow insightful wisdom and to make meaningful, positive adjustments. Mm. And a, a lot of people don't know this, but at the age of 22, Walt Disney was fired from his job at a newspaper because they said he lacked imagination and didn't have any good ideas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you haven't received counsel from higher consciousness, consider that the universe may just be waiting for you to respond to the last unction of wisdom rather than turning to others to seek their approval. Maybe may, maybe you haven't even acknowledged a solution that was transmitted to you, and you're still sitting and waiting for someone to do something for you, to tell you that you're qualified. And if Walt Disney had waited for a person to say you're qualified, well, there would be no 
quote Disney mm. to this day. Follow through is obedience to your higher self. Forward thinking simply means that I'm going to do what inspiration tells me to do, even when I don't understand it, even when there's no one around me that understands it. But what most people want to do when inspiration comes, Maggie, is talk and think about it and and just mull it over and over and ask other people about it enough until they're no longer inspired uh, to act on it. Well, and that makes me think immediately of you've taught us before that when you have a desire, when an unction is given, a vacuum is created, and it's and we're supposed to fill in that vacuum with manifestation and and growth and and achieving what the insight gave us gave us to achieve. However, the ego is highly manipulative, and the ego can serve to to talk about it and like you're saying, talk it to death. And it's almost as if that gets rid of the vacuum because you can kind of feel that the original, inspiration die the more that you just talk and talk and talk and talk about something that that you've been inspired to do we create a quantum vacuum with a kinetic belief that has an expectation of desire and calling things that be not as though they were creating a space for manifestation the universe then moves the particle attraction to fill that vacuum the universe abhors a vacuum and that's scientific uh, scientifically proven it's our responsibility to hold on to that belief until it shows up and if you hold you're holding on to a belief you're maintaining a vacuum a space and a place for the manifestation of that thing mm. and a great example of that with an identity that uh, he had assumed and would not be moved off of the mark. Guess who founded the Detroit Automobile Company and, and went totally bankrupt, completely bankrupt, lost it all, belly up. Henry Ford did that. Wow. A lot of people don't know that. But just, in just a few months after that, because of his kinetic belief, because he'd created a vacuum of expectation, the universe had to respond and he founded the Ford Motor Company. We most people want some kind of a big assignment for our lives, but we just don't want to hear about the little things that we're going to have to do. We just we want the celebrity. We want the 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 wealth, but not the little things that it takes. It does not work that way. Kinetic belief doesn't work that way. It's a maintenance of your expectation that works. Uh, Thomas Edison said that many of life's failures are people who do not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Wow. And he even said that he was too stupid to learn anything at, at a young age. He was a normal human being in that respect. But what was not normal about him, like so many of the others were talking about, is they were creating a vacuum, a space, and a place for the universe to fulfill the manifestation of a desire. And so as a result, Thomas Edison, he struggled to keep a job while getting fired from his first two jobs. One of the most important stories to come from Edison's career was that it took 1,000 unsuccessful attempts before he created the first light bulb. That's how vital it is that when we hear from our inner council of wisdom regarding our genius of purpose and something just clicks like that you just know it's meant for you you just know it in your knower and you will know to develop into the space that's intended for you you obey the standing order for your life for every single success story maggie where a person gives birth to their genius of purpose which is on the inside of every living human being 
for every success story, there is a story of condemnation. There's a story of being bullied, of failing again and again, striking out, striking out, missing the mark, of being fired, of being told that they were too stupid to learn anything about you or to be of any use. And for every person who has ever failed at life, permanently failed, lived out the the lifespan of their life and did really nothing, they too still have one thing in common with the world's one percenters of accomplishment. They share the same experiences of negative stories as those who went on to birth their genius of purpose. Well, what's the difference in all of that? I want to know, don't you? What's the difference? (laughs) Those who attracted the manifestation of their purposeful lives did not waver in their kinetic beliefs. The universe responds to kinetic belief 100% of the time because it has to. It was created to support us, to warehouse anything that we should ever require of it. And do you know what a standing order is in the military? It is a an order that remains in force regardless of what anybody says or does. It, the order was given, and it stands regardless of what happens. Nothing can change that order. And so it's been decided. And so since it's been decided, you know what I'm going to do as a kinetic believer is I'm no longer going to confer with anyone regarding what I intend to accomplish because it's a standing order, meaning it's an article of faith that's part of a blueprint that I've begun to establish in my writing, in my journal. And that is that is fundamentally The beginning of the power of kinetic belief, attracting and manifesting a person's desires. Everything you're saying right now, it's giving me a sense of permission, permission to be the leader of my life. I'm the alpha of my life. I say what is failure. I say when I'm going to succeed. I don't need to ask people if I'm having a good idea. I am having a good idea because I say so. And this is this is absolute empowerment. You know, this is the pinnacle of of existence in this in this in this life because it allows us to bear up under our own ideas mm-hmm. and to take control, full control. And obviously we're in, this is in conjunction with the universe, but this is what the universe needs us to do because every time that we, you know, in this mousy way, ask if our idea is a good one, we're watering down our manifesting power. We're watering down our identity and our belief. That is it. It's I because <laughs> I say so. That is, mm. you couldn't be more succinct than that. That should be the name of a, a book. Because I say so. <laughs> because I said so. Because I said so. <laughs> I like that. Because I said so. We know, we know be, yeah. beyond a doubt that the Creator, the original intention for every human being on this planet, the original intention is to be abundantly prosperous, abundantly healthy, joyous, happy, optimistically happy, and living a vital existence of a flourishing life. And now what happens will be because you say so, because mm. I say so. Yes. Once we have determined the end result of what we desire, and we journal to construct a blueprint for our creativity as a KB, we we cannot afford to to procrastinate. Just do it because you say so. Now you go and do it. Live in your moment. Don't try to figure it out. Just take the next step because it doesn't matter how big something appears to be. You and I, we are always able to take the next step. Mm. You know, I might not be able to see the whole thing through to its conclusion from where I am right now, but I can always take the next step and then I can always take the next step and I can always take the next step. Pretty soon, guess what? I'm stepping 
within my genius of purpose, which is the will of my creator for becoming the outward expression of the original, beautiful, uh, one-of-a-kind, faceted representation of creation and an intention for me. Never, ever, again, allow egoic thinking to hold you back. And another question that I always ask myself is, am I quiet enough? An important one for me. Mm-hmm. Am I quiet enough in my thoughts to really, truly hear from higher consciousness? Mm-hmm. And, or am I just thinking, thinking, rapid fire thinking, trying to come up with the answer like it's in a file box? Because sometimes people meditate about a matter or they pray about it, and they think that they just want to hear from God or gain an insight an unction from higher consciousness, but they're really shut down inwardly because they're just afraid of what the wisdom of life source might say to them. And so they don't want to hear that they need to make a correction. They don't want to hear a certain instruction. They don't want to do the emotionally hard thing. They don't want to let go. They don't want to change. They don't want to interrupt the status quo and ask for permission. Wow. So that just means they've already made up their mind what they should or shouldn't do. Or, you know, often they'll just fear making the wrong decision, so they don't make one. So they shut down and they aren't open to hearing from the source of wisdom for their life. And a lot of people want to hear counsel for their life, but they just don't want to hear it when it corrects them. You know, I, <laughs> I want to hear the solution if, if she's the problem. <laughs> as long as you don't tell me I'm doing something wrong, I want, to hear, I want to hear what you have to say. Wow. You're not going to get directions and not corrections because it doesn't work. So as a result... What I do is I open myself up to hearing things that I may not think that I want to hear. Wow. Um, Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. So as I continuously examine myself to advance my mind, body, and soul, every correction or instruction brings me one step closer to that abundant prosperous, extravagant life that I was created to experience. So why should I fight against that? Why should I struggle? Whatever that thing is that that you need an answer to in your life, that desire that you long to see fulfilled, the highest authority of your inner being, that's what has the next step ready for you to take to believe at all times. And the universe is waiting for your commitment. That's a big one to swallow. You're not going to get direction without correction, you know, because <laughs> that's really, that's a doozy. <laughs> that's a doozy on your ego, isn't it? Because we want to be able to grow and flourish and move forward as this, you know, beautiful artistic creature, but don't tell me there's something wrong with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you get, you know, once you realize and you, once you transcend and awaken to the point that with correction, I received direction for abundance. I received direction to the treasure of my existence. Mm. The struggle ends, doesn't it? Well, and that's totally it. The struggle ends. It makes me think about uh, when I was becoming very advanced in high school with, with violin, and there would be a part or a, a piece that I just I could not get something, and I would practice and practice and practice, and nothing would change. And then I would show up at my, my coaching, my lesson for that week, and the instructor would tell me exactly how to fix it. And so... When you when you have been struggling, the correction does come as a relief because it allows you to graduate. It allows you to mm-hmm. then 
attack and change and move to the next level like that's all you've been wanting to do it will happen for you so get excited about it you're yeah. going somewhere that you want to be in fact the promise is is that your heart's desire will be manifested for you as soon as you are willing mm-hmm. to go into partnership with that which created you and let's just work on some highest viewpoints here <sighs> okay. and just say this aloud say i am so excited i'm so excited no i'm really excited no really i'm excited for what i am choosing to become <laughs> for what i am choosing to become. The choices represent my passions. The choices represent my passions. And my passions represent my purpose. And my passions, they represent my purpose. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. From manifesting my passions. From manifesting my passions. I don't think you heard me. I don't think you heard me. I said nothing. I said nothing. My unwavering <laughs> desires. My unwavering desires. Are changing my circumstances right now. They're changing my circumstances right now. The quantum theoretical laws of creation. The quantum theoretical laws of creation has proven beyond any doubt it's proven beyond any doubt that my unwavering desires that my unwavering desires are changing my circumstances are changing my circumstances right now right now and I wake up every morning I wake up every morning so excited so excited no really I'm excited no I am excited to experience <laughs> to experience the greatest version of me the greatest version of me and I am attracting and I'm attracting positive circumstances positive circumstances and positive people into my life and positive people into my life and my unique inner genius my unique inner genius and strong willpower and strong willpower is causing me it's causing me to become even greater to become even greater and my imaginative journaling and my imaginative journaling is attracting my greatest desires it's attracting my greatest desires it's changing my vocabulary it's changing my vocabulary and it's aligning my actions and it's aligning my actions toward attracting abundance toward attracting abundance my greatest purpose my greatest Purpose. It's manifesting right before my eyes. It's manifesting right before my eyes. And I am so thankful. And I'm so thankful. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. Today. Today. Right now. Right now. I'm filled. I am filled. With the strength of joy. With the strength of joy. And I'm overflowing. And I'm overflowing. With an abundance of wealth. With an abundance of wealth. Wow, what an exciting, powerful podcast full of questions, but the right kind today. If you do want to check out the journal that we mentioned on today's podcast and all the others, you can do that at Stephen Canyon. And make sure if you do have a question for Stephen or you want a topic we talked about on the podcast, send us an email. What is that? Kinetic belief at stephencanyon.com. That's it. And KBs, if you're going to be in the region of Charleston, South Carolina on December the 19th, we look forward to seeing you at the Candlelight Orchestra Christmas Concert and sending out so much love and Mm -hmm. so much light to all you KB creatives all around the world. Oh, yeah. And thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.